0: for joining me for this week's episode you're listening to the sandoval bench podcast i'm your host daniel sandoval um sorry for the hiatus i have returned uh been busy with classes and work and stuff um yeah taking four classes full-time and working full-time so i'm still trying to balance everything out but you know i'm doing okay so uh i've returned today i want to talk about some nba um some nfl news is not too much but just a little bit um yeah, we'll get into the John Morant situation and the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, return of Steph Curry. Um, injury to LeBron James. And kind of see where um, the standings are right now. Until, I think there's there's like 11, 12 games left of the season. Something like that. Um, but, yeah. First news, I guess, NFL related was um, Aaron Rodgers was doing like this darkness retreat uh, in Southern Oregon. And, you know, where... He's by himself. They take him food into like a little cabin and it's just all dark and he's supposed to be with his thoughts. And anyway, he was supposed to decide what he was going to do and tell the Packers what he's going to do. But that was like a month ago. So there's been no update. Um, You know, just the world stops when Aaron Rodgers is uh, a free agent or when the season ends and he goes on you know, an ayahuasca trip, which I've been very interested in going on an ayahuasca trip, but I can't find some people to go with me to Peru. Um, yeah. Cause I, you stay there for a week, you know, or a few days and you're at this resort pretty much just shitting and throwing up all of your, all of your, your bad, um, uh, your bad trauma, I guess in your body. And, but you can go there with other people. You go there with random people, but uh, yeah, so I've been interested in doing that for a while now uh, But yeah, Aaron Rodgers did that last year. That was a big old story and then now he's doing this darkness retreat thing um, I don't know. It's probably gonna be the Jets because Derek Carr just signed with the Saints. Derek Carr was leaning towards the Jets, but um, I'm guessing since he didn't choose the Jets that um, you know, I think that leaves the opening for Aaron Rodgers The problem is um, they want the Packers or other teams want the Packers to eat part of the $58 million contract that he has. Um, So they're kind of negotiating that. But I'm expecting something by the end of March at least. But, I mean, I don't know with Aaron Rodgers in that situation. Could be. I feel like it's pretty fluid. You know, he could just change his mind on a dime. You know, he's just kind of a weirdo now. But, um, yeah, that's, that's the update on Aaron Rodgers. So not really much of an update, just that, you know, he went on this darkness retreat. That was great advertising for that, uh, for that business in Southern Oregon. I forget what it's called, but I think it's in, uh, it's in Ashland. Um, it looks pretty cool though. I looked at it. The cabins are pretty nice. Um, seem pretty chill. You know, they bring food to you. You don't even leave the cabin. You're just there all dark. Um, so I don't know how the wiping situation would work cause you want to make sure you're all good, but um yeah, I don't I don't know if they have running water or anything, but I don't know that's what, that's what he did so uh, I, I would probably do one. I might need a darkness re- retreat here soon um be with my thoughts and and figure some stuff out but um moving on to the NBA here making all the headlines recently is uh star point guard for the Memphis Grizzlies John Morant uh he is he was suspended for two games by the Grizzlies now it's indefinitely um there's been a few events here a few incidents um there was allegedly he was playing a pickup game and started punching a 17-year-old boy at his residence um most recently the recent incident which got him suspended was he was on his IG live at a strip club with some friends and then he was flashing a gun um so you know he's He's trying to live the gangster lifestyle, even though he's a millionaire, because um, he wants to. He wants to prove that, hey man, I'm still down, you know. Um, and you know this happens with a lot of NBA stars, but uh, most of them have a, a shield around them or make smart decisions because you could lose that money just as fast as you got that money, as we've seen with Kyrie Irving. He's still there. Um, I mean, we could talk about Kanye West and his anti-Semitic remarks, and he lost. A lot of money from Adidas. Adidas also lost a lot of money too. So I don't know. They might be backtracking that um, that whole deal. But um, for John Morant, it was that. And then there was the incident with the the Pacers staff. Um, they were threatened. I guess it was a laser pointed at him. They couldn't see if there was a gun, but people were driving slow right by them. Um, there's so there's been like four events within uh, four incidents within the last month or so. Um, you know, some concerning things with John Morant um, and just like the Grizzlies as a whole. You know, this just, um, you know, they I, I've been on the record saying I don't like the Grizzlies, just the way that they act. Um, they act like they've already made it, like they've won something when they have not Um there, there are a lot of young guys there who are millionaires and they're just living their life. They don't have that that OG, you know, um, veteran type of player who can kind of keep people in check. Um, They don't have that, and that's what they need. That's what I thought they needed as a team, as an organization. Because before they were the grit and grind era, they had people who, you know, respect the game, respect the grind, and they're not, you know, doing whatever they want, you know, Saturday night, Friday night, messing around, um, you know, showing guns on on IG Live. Um, So they need, like, you know, they need, like, a Udonis Haslam, you know, guys like that, like older guys, um, just people who have a veteran presence who've been there before, who can get on people, maybe like Andre Iguodala you know, people who barely play, but you know, they're still part of the team and they're equally as important. They're like a second coach or, you know, sixth coach Cause they have some bench coaches. They have, they're like a different coach, but then also player. So they can offer that player's perspective. Um, but this is on John, John Morant, you know, John Morant's 23 years old. Um, you know, you you become Rich overnight, basically, and you're one of the most popular players in the league. So, you know, you got to make sure the people around you are um, are helping you grow. They're not there with their hand out, not trying to, you know, make things worse for you. Um, you have to have a good team around you. You know, there's a reason. We haven't heard anything from LeBron, and he's been famous since he was 17 years old, and we haven't heard anything bad. People still hate him, but is nothing nothing related to what John Morant was doing, but there's a lot of players who've had situations like this. I mean, um, you know, Alan Iverson had had some people in his crew, you know, that you know, he was getting in trouble. Um even Damian Lillard, you know, people don't talk about Damian Lillard, but when he was first starting the NBA, he was going around walking around the uh, the Bay Area with his friends and people would try to record him and, you know, they'd beat people up sometimes. You know, that he was always getting into stuff too. I it's not it hasn't been heavily reported, but that's that's what's um, the word was out when he was first in the league, and he's obviously it seems like he's um, you know he's got a better team around him and stuff, and you know now he's he's an OG type player and you know doesn't doesn't really mess around like that, so I, I think it's a it's a young player thing, um, it happens a lot, but. Um, you know, you just have to respond well. And he, I mean, his statement was, his statement sure was probably from his, um, from his agent or PR person said like, oh, um, you know, there was, I'm going through some, some things mentally, whatever. I don't know what challenges he's going through where he has to punch, or he has to allegedly punch a 17 year old, but okay, or, you know, he's at the strip club flashing guns. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know what kind of, uh, mental strain that is causing for him You know, you have a fat contract And you're, uh, you're. Just, it's just, you're just being dumb You're just being young and dumb That's all, that's all I think In trying to be a fake gangster When you're not a gangster Like, just, you know, accept who you are You don't have to try too hard, right? But that that's who the Grizzlies have seemed to be Um, I think he'll grow from this, honestly Um, cause he seems like he has a good heart You know, I, I don't, obviously I don't know him But he seems like a good dude, right? And, um he might just start hanging out with different people or something or, you know, the money got to his head, whatever that happens. I mean, he's 23. If I was 23, I don't think I'd be flashing gun stuff, but if I was 23 and I had that money, like, I, I don't know. I'd probably be gone by now. I Maybe I would have made some smart decisions at 25, but 23, nah, definitely not. Um, so yeah, we'll see because now he's suspended indefinitely. Um, and I mean, Grizzlies, you know, it's coming close to playoff time, playoff crunch time. And this is the last thing you want. You do not want your best player, you know, not even on the court, nothing like injury related, just, you know, just some stuff that, that shouldn't be allowed at all. But, um, that's what they have to deal with as an organization. Um, and it's tough, but I mean, I mean, he kind of, he did this himself and they're falling, they're not falling but they're you know they lost two straight games so they right now they're second in the in the west 30 and 25 you know they're still they're still good you know they're still good and who knows how long he's going to be out he'll probably be back playoff time but the NBA is investigating and you know they're kind of investigating the situation but i mean well not that investigate not that incident but everything else too so it's not just the gun but it's you know the other thing with the 17-year-old and all this other stuff, but um, yeah, I mean they they were up twenty four points against the Clippers yesterday. Clippers came back and won. Um, now Russell Westbrook is on the Clippers, and since he's been on the Clippers, have been Clippers, Clippers have been one and four. Um, so it hasn't worked all the way well yet. Um, Clippers are right now in the eighth spot in the West. The West is kind of weird though. It's um, so you have Denver forty five and nineteen which for Denver um it seems like Nikola Jokic is going to win a third straight MVP. Um I have I I'm really leaning towards the Nuggets winning the West and going to the NBA Finals to face the Bucks, which I'll get into here in a little bit, but it's just, you know, Jamal Murray's playing better, um, Aaron Gordon's having a career year, and Jokic, you know, he has better Supporting cast around him, he had he didn't have anything last year, and he won MVP and still took him to the playoffs. So now they have a way better supporting cast around him. They're forty five and nineteen. They're just so quiet. No one's talking about the Nuggets. Everyone's talking about Kevin Durant on the Suns, John Morant's issues, and um, they're even talking about the Lakers, who Lakers are in the eleventh spot in the West. Um, but yeah, I I I I really want to pick the the Nuggets. Coming out of the West, just because you know I had the Warriors, but the Warriors are dealing with a lot of issues right now. They won four straight games. Steph Curry finally came back yesterday against the the Lakers, but they couldn't close out the Lakers without LeBron James. They're terrible on the road. They they can win on the at home, but on the road they're terrible. So right now the thirty four and thirty one, the fifth spot. They've shown moments where they look really good. Uh Clay Thompson has had. He had a, re- a really good uh, February, great February. It was one of his highest scoring months of his entire career. He looks to be like fully back offensively. He's finally in a good rhythm, hitting all of his shots. Um, you know, defensively is the only question mark, but I mean, once they get healthy and everything, I think they can still push to make the Western Conference Finals. Because um, other teams, I don't really believe all the other teams in the West. Um, the only one. I'm really big on right now is Denver Grizzlies. I you know the whole John Morant situation, and then Dylan Brooks is always getting suspended because he's just a dirty player. Um, I don't, I just don't believe in the Grizzlies because of that and all their other issues. And they they still haven't even gone to conference finals in the West, and they're they're still acting like they're fine in the West ever since John Morant's comments about oh I'm fine in the West. A lot of stuff has happened. Kyrie Irving got traded to the Mavericks. Uh, Kevin Durant got traded to the Suns. And then now he's suspended from the team. So he's not fine in the West. Uh, the Kings, the Sacramento Kings, I do not want to leave them out. 37-26. They're in the third spot right now in the West. Um, honestly, don't know how they're doing it. Mike Brown, just one coach of the month. He's done a phenomenal job with that team because um, they were they were in sell mode. They were gonna trade all the players that they have. Um, you know the big name players. But then they brought in some bonus, and um, you know, De'Aaron Fox is having a better year, so they're gonna make the playoffs for sure at this point. Uh, Suns are thirty six and twenty nine. Winners are three straight. Uh, they just beat the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, Kevin Durant hit a late game jumper to to win the game. Here's my only thing with the with the Suns. Um, I I just I don't know. They they can win it this year for sure, right? And I think a lot of people are picking them to come out of the West and to win the finals. It's just it seems like it's too fast, right? Like they traded for Kevin Durant like what like two weeks ago. It's barely like his third game, and I mean there's a lot to a lot of pieces to fit in there. You have Kevin Durant, Devin Booker. Like what are you doing with DeAndre Ayton? you got to get DeAndre Ayton more minutes more not more minutes but more um more touches uh Chris Paul like you know he's kind of up and down he's obviously not the same cuz he's already advanced in age so you have to keep him involved and keep the the offense going through him to not him as a primary scorer but him setting everybody else up you got to set up uh Devin Booker and Kevin Durant but it's cuz they the Suns have no bench now right they traded all their bench pieces so They're really top heavy, and if they're like late in into the playoffs, the conference finals or something, you know, my only concern really with them is injuries. You know, Chris Paul, he's already old and he's had a lot of injuries. Uh, Devin Booker just missed like a month or two earlier this season, and so did Kevin Durant. Like he already missed a month, so it's that with the injuries, and then it's also. You know Kevin Durant is a big piece to add, right? So how do all these pieces fit? They play well together, but also I'll give to Kevin Durant's credit, the way that he can fit into a team is perfect. He could plug and play, pretty much anywhere. He did that in Golden State, you know. He did that in Brooklyn where he was the leader. You know he obviously did that with the Thunder, and now he can do that with the Suns. And Monty Williams is a great coach to be able to get that set up. For me, it just feels like. I don't know if this is enough to to truly put them over the top. I know that sounds crazy and a lot of people are picking the Suns, but I'm 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 gonna go with continuity here in the Denver Nuggets and I, I could have them make it out the West. I'm not completely done with the Warriors. You know, I can my mind can change for sure before the playoffs, but this is how I feel right now, based on what we've seen, right? Like obviously it's a small sample size with with Kevin Durant and the Phoenix Suns. But right now, that that's what I that's what I see. You know, they're obviously they're gonna be really good with him because he could just do anything, but I just wanna see in the playoffs when they're they're not as deep. Like the Nuggets are deep, they're not the deepest team, but they're they're pretty deep, you know, and they have a lot of options there and and Jokic just the way he's playing, it's just been it's just been amazing. Uh the Timberwolves are thirty-four and thirty-two. I think Cat's still out. Um, you know they're kind of just they're kind of just there i'm surprised they're even in the sixth spot because they were so bad early on this season um you know you have anthony edwards is, is is playing really well but um everything else has been you know they needed to trade d'angelo russell too because he kind of felt like he was still that guy like he was the number one option and he was like okay you're the you're like the third fourth option on this team but you need to play more like that but he kept trying to you know, dominate stretches in like the fourth, third and fourth quarter. Uh, so that needs to happen. And again, trades the Lakers, um, the Mavericks, the Mavericks with the trade of Kyrie Irving, it's kind of, I don't want to say it's not working, but it's, um, it's having some rough moments. I'll say, um, I think they've only won really like one and four, one and five since the trade happened, maybe like two and three. Um, you know they've both had have had great games together where they both score 40 plus points there's that one that I think it was like 40 and 45 something like that and any given night you know Kyrie Irving could do that um, it still seems like a very Luka heavy team they're they're gonna have a tougher transition together than like Booker and and Kevin Durant and Chris Paul together because um, you know Luka is so ISO heavy ball dominant but then, you know, for Kyrie to be, you know, dominant like he's been in the past, he has to have the ball in his hands. He has to be ball. He has to play point guard. But he's they're kind of playing off ball or switching off, you know. And, you know, as we've seen Kyrie not play really well or kind of, you know, be, become disinterested when he's off ball. Like when he played with the Cavaliers and, and LeBron's like a point forward, bringing up the ball. Uh, Kyrie was kind of, you know, he's not really into that. He wanted to control the offense, control the pace like he did in, in Boston and then um, later in Brooklyn. But I think this was an important trade for the Mavericks to make. Obviously, Luka had stated, hey, this is what I want. I want I want this to happen. I need this trade. We need to bring in another All-Star. I need some help. So they bring him in. Um, but they, they gave up a lot of equity, a lot of capital that they had there, right? And... For for the Mavericks and Kyrie Irving, it's basically a rental because he's going to be a free agent after this year. So, let's say he has like a massive, they have a massive like playoff collapse. Like, is Kyrie Irving going to stay or is he going to go to L.A. and help LeBron win the championship? Like, I don't, I don't think the long term future there for for Kyrie Irving is in Dallas, right? Like, it feels like whenever Dallas makes this move, you know, I like Bar and stuff, but. They've had a hard time keeping players and, like, attracting free agents for some reason. Um, So I I don't think it's a long-term answer for Kyrie Irving to stay in Dallas. Which, if that is the case, if they do end up, like, parting ways, that's a colossal failure by the Dallas Mavericks. Because they gave up so much to bring in Kyrie Irving. And then for them to not, you know, if they don't win a championship this year and they just lose him for nothing, like, that's not good. That's not going to be good. That might, I mean, that might cause issues with Luca in a couple of years. Like he might not want to still be with that team, you know. Because um, I mean, right now, like what were they? They were like in the eighth, seventh spot before the trade for Kyrie Irving, and now they're they're still in the seventh spot, thirty three and thirty two. You know, so it hasn't really like put them over the top or anything. You know, the only trade that really could put a team over the top is the Suns, but I don't think. Like I said, like I don't think that there's enough games for them playing together to like truly put them over the top like that. Um I mentioned the Clippers, the Pelicans still kind of there, I guess. Uh, in the ninth spot, 3133. Um Zion's still out. So, you know, if Zion could ever play consistently, you know, this team could be dangerous. You know, they were they were in the one two spot early in the season. Um, they've faltered obviously a lot since, since the injury to Zion, who knows when he's coming back. Um, yeah, I mean this, it's a concern cause he's still young, but he hasn't, he has, he's barely even played, you know, and he was in shape this season and, you know, everyone's excited and it still just kind of falls. Um, you have the jazz are a 10th spot. Um, and then the Lakers are 31, 34. I know a lot of people were talking about the Lakers made a bunch of, of trades, Uh, Brought back D'Angelo Russell, Uh, Mo Bamba's in there. They got rid of Russell Westbrook. Um, They traded Patrick Beverly, who now Patrick Beverly says he demanded a trade. I don't know if that's true, but that's what he says. So there was a lot of other stuff going on. Then when LeBron broke the record, like there was some stuff with Anthony Davis. Um, Like Anthony Davis wasn't standing up or he wasn't cheering when LeBron broke the record. He said it was just because, oh um i just want to win we were losing it's like okay dude like he was upset about something else that lebron said but there was some other stuff going on apparently and then there was a report that lebron's camp is kind of, lebron and his camp are kind of upset with anthony davis there's like there's no accountability or anything with him he just kind of does whatever um lately though since the injury to lebron who he injured his ankle is going to be out for a couple weeks since that injury though um Anthony Davis has been great. He had 39 points against the Warriors yesterday. Um he's had 28 plus points in like five straight games. Um so they're trying to push for the playoffs. Um they need to leapfrog like three teams there uh to get into the play-in. I think I, I said that they were going to make the play-in this year. Um so we'll see. And then uh yeah, then after that's, you know, Thunder and Blazers, but uh, but we'll see. It's good cause it's gonna rely on Le, uh, not LeBron on uh, Anthony Davis heavily, and the depth that they acquired in the trades. Um, so we'll see. Uh, moving on to the East, it seems like the East is more, um, like it's more set in stone. Like you know what's gonna happen if you like. Uh, the East for me, it's it's always been Bucks and Celtics the entire season, even in the beginning when you had the Celtics. I thought early on without um. You know, with Joe Missoula as, as their head coach, um, instead of uh, Ime Doka, I thought they'd probably be like third or fourth seed. You know, I, th- I think that's what I said. I I didn't expect them to be top two or like this good as they were last year. Um, so you have four teams, forty games and up in the East. You have the Bucks at forty six and eighteen, the Celtics forty five and twenty, Sixers forty one and twenty two, the Cavs at, at uh, forty and twenty six. So those are the the top four. The Knicks are winners of nine straight games. are the hottest team in um, in basketball right now, 39-27. R.J. Barrett has been playing well. Uh, Julius Randle, too. Um, the whole team, Jalen Brunson was a, a great acquisition for them. Um, they were kind of struggling there for a bit. But uh, if the playoffs ended today, it would be Cavs and Knicks first round. Which you know would be very competitive. Uh, maybe the Knicks could actually win a first round matchup. Uh, but for me, the Bucks are clearly—they were just winners of 13 straight, and then the the Sixers just beat them. They snapped that uh, that streak yesterday. But now that they got Middleton back, he hasn't played that much this year. But you know, Giannis had some injury scares. Uh, but he seems to be okay, and he's playing a lot better. They're 46 and 18. Um. This is this was my preseason team to come out of the East. You know, I just I can't I can't bet against Giannis and and a um, Drew Holiday and those guys. Like they're just they're so in sync with each other, and they once because I I still strongly believe that if Middleton was healthy against the Celtics in that series last year, they would have beat the Celtics and they would have gone to the comp to the uh, NBA Finals. But he was injured, and the Celtics took advantage of that, obviously, but. The Celtics are scary because Tatum and Jalen Brown—they've taken that next step. They're great players for sure, especially uh, Jalen Brown defensively, and that that the way that they play uh, team defense is amazing. And you know, Jason Tatum was a lead MVP candidate early in the season. He's kind of faltered off, but sometimes he kind of. Sometimes he does some stuff that bothers me. That's like a little bit of hero ball. He'll he'll shoot a three like early in the shot clock. He'll rely too much on his three point shot. He's not that good of a three point shooter. If he just relies heavily on like his uh, his mid range jumper and driving the basket, he'd be lethal. And then maybe stick to shooting like five to six threes, maybe eight like five to eight threes a game. That's it. Like, you don't need to be shooting 12, 15 threes a game. Like, just keep it, keep it minimal, but, you know, make the defense respect your shot. But I think his game it has to be in the interior. Like, that's where he can, he can thrive. He can play a little bit of physical, physicality there, and then get to the basket. But I I just hate when he relies early on a shot clock. He relies heavily on a three. It's like, okay, um, like, you don't need that. But Right now, the matchup for me is Celtics-Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals. The Sixers, I'm always so like hot and cold on the Sixers. I know that. Um, I, I'm hot and cold on Doc Rivers. I used to be hot on him. Um, I like Joel Embiid. I love Joel Embiid. Sometimes, like in big moments, it just doesn't happen for him. Right? You know how I feel about Harden. I've been anti-Harden for a while now. Um, I don't even blame him for the Brooklyn thing anymore. Before I blamed him for the Brooklyn thing, I don't blame him. He was like, oh, cool, I'm going to go there with Kyrie and KD. would be cool. But he knew right away that that Brooklyn situation was toxic. He's like, yo, y'all got to get me out of here. I'm done. And so he got out of there, went to, went to Philly. Now there's rumors he wants to go back to the Rockets. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to think of James Harden. But I will say James Harden has been great this year great in his I'll say great in his role obviously he's not Houston James Harden he's he's got a little bit more weight but Joel Embiid has never had a point guard who can get him the ball in the post or you know or can actually facilitate to the other guys so you know I I questioned James Harden's answer last year when he was like oh yeah I'm a playmaker and all this and all that uh but you know like where he was trying to not be the lead scorer that that's becoming more true he is a playmaker he can get guys involved and make people respect his three and then he could drive to the basket, defense collapses, gets the ball out, spreads it out like that. You know, he's a he's a true facilitator in that way. Um he's always been a good passer and has always averaged a, a good amount of assists as far as point guards go. So now Joel Embiid actually has someone who can who can get him the ball. And this is like a better duo for Embiid than it was obviously with Ben Simmons who's like, I don't know, nearly extinct on the Brooklyn Nets right now has no trade value, no confidence, nothing. Um but the Sixers, you know, I'm kind of hot on them right now. But I, I I'm going to not shy away from my Bucks Celtics uh conference finals, but I wouldn't be surprised, I'll say that. Would not be surprised. I know it's a little flaky, but wouldn't be surprised if the 76ers upset one of these teams and makes it to the conference finals. This could finally be the year where Doc Rivers Puts it all together and figures it out. There's no depth at the center position though, which uh, which is concerning because they, you know, they rely so heavily on Joel Embiid, and then when Joel Embiid or James Harden are not in there, the team struggles. Right, so that's kind of the coaching thing that they need to figure out. Celtics are fine because they're, they're so deep, and they just play great team defense that you don't have an issue there. Bucks, you know, they they have a lot of options there. And you know Giannis plays almost in all the games like entirely, so he's fine. Uh, Cavs forty and twenty six. I do like the Cavs. I just feel like this year isn't it for them. Um, like they're really good. They're just perfectly in the in the fourth spot because that's like they're the fourth team I would take after Bucks, Celtics, Sixers, right? Um, and then they they would have that matchup in the first round with the Knicks, which would be tough for them. Um, but yeah, that, that would be exciting. You know, Donovan Mitchell for them was a a great acquisition because they're, I mean, they're playing way better. That put them, that kind of set them, like separated them from like the middle and the bottom of the East. Right. Um, but we just have to get those other guys involved a little bit more, like, especially Evan Mobley, you know? Um, and then I think those are the only teams that could actually do something. Nets, Nets, no. They're playing really well though. Mikhail Bridges, I mean, now all of a sudden he's a scorer at 36 and 28. They're still playing really well. They're probably going to make the playoffs, Um, maybe the play-in. But you have the Heat at the 7th spot, 34 and 31. The Hawks, 32 and 32. Uh, Trey Young got a coach fired, and apparently he's he's leading a toxic locker room environment. They held on to John Collins. I don't know why the the Hawks are not just trading John Hollins. He's probably going to request a trade. But it's not looking good in Atlanta. Um, it, there's, it's a bad look for Trey Young. Ever since that conference finals run that they had a couple of years ago, they thought you know, they thought they were it. They were like, oh, we're gonna be here every year. But, and I was kind of on them too because I'm like, okay, they're they have a lot of depth. They have a lot of different players who can who can control the pace and can you know take over you know, like five minute stretches in the game, right? And. They're thirty-two and thirty-two. It's just not happening. Uh, Miami Heat. Um, I think I'm officially done with the Miami Heat. Um, Jimmy Butler is aging, um, and then they bring in Kevin Love, who has no defense whatsoever. He's not making the three consistently, and that's why he was bought out by the Cavaliers. Um, you know, they still have Kyle Lowry, who's like forty-five years old now. Um, you know, you have some young guys there. Uh, like Tyler Hero and stuff, but and bam, it just it's not working for them. You know, they I think they desperately needed a Kevin Durant trade so he can put them over the top and he could have them in the fourth spot, third fourth spot. But at this point in the season I just I don't I don't see it. You know, maybe they can they can win a few games in the first round, but it seems like they're gonna be a playing team and that's that's all that's gonna happen from now on. Um and they kinda have to they have to make some big Roster decisions. You know, they have to... They have to decide, are we going to still, you know, build around Jimmy Butler at at his advanced age? Well, not advanced age, but, like, he has a lot of minutes. You know, like, what is he, 34 now? Or do they try to make a trade for, you know, a Bradley Beal, maybe? Because there was a lot of rumors of Bradley Beal. Uh, There was Westbrook rumors, but it's good that they didn't bring in Westbrook. There was always KD rumors. There was always, like, that next big star. And, um... They need to do it before Jimmy Butler gets you know, a major injury or gets like older because then they're not going to be able to attract any more people. You know, They kind of lost their luster right now, um, even though Eric Spolstra is a great coach. But uh, we'll see. So there's, I think, like, yeah, like two, three weeks left in the season. Uh, we'll see how everything ends. Um, but thanks for joining me for this week's episode. That's all we have. We'll try to be back next week and try to be – a little more consistent uh just need a little bit of break after the super bowl uh but yeah thanks for joining me and enjoy the rest of your week